0: persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. This week, I'm joined by Hannah Liuzzo of Lilith. The Boston Band is fronted by Hannah and Kelsey Francis, who write music that blends high-energy pop, indie rock, emo, and so much more. Hannah talks about her childhood, learning to play music, pursuing the technical playing while in college and the ways that she's grown with Lilith. We even got to chat about her plans for a Spice Girls Halloween show. So with that, let's turn it over to Lilith and hear
1: our interview with Hannah.
0: Welcome, Hannah, to Angry Girl Music at the Indie Rock Persuasion. So excited to be talking to you. Um, I've been following your band for some time, so this should be a lot of fun. Uh, absolutely. Uh, how have things been?
2: Pretty good. We had um, the last month-ish was a little bit quiet for us because we were working on finishing our record, but this month has been insane because we're working on a cover set for Halloween and we have a, a couple shows coming up. So this month has been really fun so far.
0: Sounds like it. That's awesome. What are you covering in your cover set?
2: So for Halloween, um, the record label that we're on, Disposable America, is putting on, like, a Halloween showcase, and Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be the Spice Girls. Hell yeah! Yeah, That's so so, much fun! I know. I've loved them since I was, like, I don't know, six or seven. Honestly, always loved the Spice Girls, so this is a little bit of a dream come true. It's really funny.
0: Hell yeah, and because it's a Halloween showcase, are y'all going to dress up?
2: Oh, of course. I already bought my shoes. I got, like, leopard skin platform sneakers. Yeah, duh. Of course we are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds, like, so much fun. I wish I could teleport to that, because that sounds like such a great time.
2: Well, we'll bring you in next time. Hell yeah. We'll come to Florida and do the Spice Girl set for you.
0: (laughs) That would be amazing. Like, you know, I think about it. It's like the fest does... Every year, like, a, there's always at least one day where people dress up in costume and there's, like, cover sets and stuff. So you might have to bring your, your Spice Girls cover set to Florida.
2: You have to pitch us this year. Hell yeah. You have Hell to yeah. be like, hey, I got an idea for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. There's all kinds of cool stuff, though, because it's, like, uh, this one band that I really love, Night Witch, they're doing, like, a My Chemical Romance cover set. And, like, yeah.
2: Wow. I didn't know they do stuff like that. I thought it was just bands. I got to go to fest sometime.
0: Hell yeah. Then we got to get you to do that Spice Girls cover set. I'd live for that.
2: (laughs) Ready to go anytime.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, um, I'm so excited to be able to talk to you about all the things that you do in music. But uh, to get started, I always want to find out, how did you kind of first get involved in music?
1: Uh,
2: Well, I started doing music when I was a kid. My dad played guitar and mandolin. He's like in the bluegrass scene, which is really funny. Uh, But so there was kind of always music in my house, and when I was five, I asked for Christmas for, I wanted a piano, so my parents Mm -hmm. got me like a little digital piano, and I started taking piano lessons, and then from there I did music like, you know, I was in band and played piano, and then I ended up going to college to do music, so it just was a kind of common thread through my whole life.
0: That's cool that you kind of have always had it there. Did any of the bluegrass from your dad ever influence you at all?
2: You know what? It did, and, and for a long time, I hated it and, like, wouldn't <laughs> it, because it would it felt, like, kind of forced on me, because he would be like, oh, I, like, learn this part so that, you know, I can you, accompany me on this, and, and it was always fun and, like, kind of funny, but I resented it because I thought it was dorky, but now, as an adult, I think it's very cool again, so <laughs> kind of like, you know, as a teenager, you rebel, and you kind of, I was going along with it, but and now I think, you know, I'm back to thinking it's cool, and everybody shreds, so.
0: That's so funny. I went through a phase like that, too. It took a couple of bands and, like, kind of the folk punk scene to convince me that, like, you know, banjos are freaking cool and stuff.
2: Oh, they totally are, yeah. I just feel like some of the, some of the most mind-blowing musicians I've seen in Boston in small bars, you know, Mm -hmm. just, or in basements, it's, it's all the bluegrass players, and it's funny, because they're, like, my dad's friends, but I'm just, like, damn, like, wow that's so you know, cool you don't think it would be like that but oh yeah they all shred
0: that's amazing and it's like to play banjo really well in particular and stuff I mean you have to be able to pay, play fast and hit a lot of different strings quickly it seems like some of the best players seem to do that
2: oh you have to be a true freak yeah yeah <laughs> and and same thing with mandolin. like oh my god some of those people play so insanely fast you uh-huh practicing like all day every day to get that good
0: I believe it well that's cool that you have kind of that culture around you and such Um, so what instruments were you picking up first
2: well I started on piano which I think actually I think is a really I I obviously didn't make this choice consciously as a five-year-old child but no (laughs) I couldn't I think it is a really smart choice to start any kid who wants to do music on piano because it's a visual representation Mm -hmm. of kind of like harmony in general. Um, So I think it makes a lot of sense to start on piano. And I think it's why now I can play other instruments and kind of more intuitively understand it. But yeah, started on piano, did that until like fifth grade when you pick a band instrument and I picked the flute. So I played the flute, Uh, yeah. And then I kind of just learned other stuff as I got bored, but it all kind of rooted from piano. And I think most of my understanding of music and knowledge is rooted in piano too.
0: That's awesome, because you think about it, it is a really great foundation, and you, like you said, you can kind of visually see things, like, each key is a note, so you can kind of pick up on it in that sense.
2: Yeah, it just makes it make more sense, like, when you, when you talk about, I don't know, if you start on a wind instrument, you're kind of missing this whole foundation of visually understanding the way music works, so, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I, I love piano. I don't play seriously that much anymore, but I think it's still a really useful tool.
0: I can see that. That's funny that you mentioned that it can be a little bit more challenging with wind instruments, because, like, I tried to play flute in middle school,
1: yeah,
0: and (laughs) it was fun, but I think that I struggled a lot with, like, memorizing notes with, like, sight reading in particular and such, Um, and I got to a point where it's like, okay, I can kind of do this, but I felt like there was something missing, so that's interesting that you brought up that point.
2: Yeah, it kind of just, like, maps it all out for you, so... That's if cool. You to go back to the flute. I would definitely recommend taking like two piano lessons. Oh yeah, be golden.
0: <laughs> I might have to do that. I want to bring some like just new sounds to music in that sense. I've been talking about trying to play music again, so I know I need to just suck it up and do it. But, mm-hmm. hell yeah! Well, that's interesting that you have that background and the music that you're playing now draws from so many different sounds. It seems like you know, indie, emo, punk, all kinds of stuff that's going on there. Um, Even pop is one of the biggest things that you kind of mentioned in your bio. What drove you to start writing this, these styles of music?
2: Um, Oh man, it was like, I feel like my journey to the songwriting I have now is was like so such a path of resistance because I did music in college and you have to take it so seriously and you're always being judged on performance and and technicality like if you don't have technical chops you know you don't size up so I feel like after I got out of college I was really really concerned with like demonstrating that I was a good guitar player or whatever you know like I was like really hyper concerned with being like no like i see i know how to do this i have like the skills um and so a lot of my songwriting was based around that kind of fear and anxiety of wanting to perform something that really no one cares about um and so we did an ep and of you know songwriting in that style that was like shreddy guitar playing and recorded it and released it and then when we got ready to release this next EP, we totally scrapped it, like, deleted it from the internet, because I just feel like I don't relate to it at all anymore, so uh, between the phase of the first EP that we released and deleted, and our second EP, I kind of just, like, I don't know, I found a way to just let go of that anxiety of feeling like I needed to prove something, or, like, prove myself as, like, a shreddy guitar player, and was like, no, like, this isn't even the music I like listening to, and so I just kind of naturally switched gears and started to write, you know, more towards what I like to listen to. And it it feels way more natural now, so.
0: Yeah, because at that point I feel like it's almost you're owning a part of yourself in that sense and less of the pressures from the outside.
2: Yes, that's exactly what it is. And I think that I find music like that more relatable and more enjoyable to listen to. So yeah, it was I was really relieved to kind of shed that layer. <laughs>
0: That's so cool. Well, I'm glad for you in that sense that, you know, you were able to embrace more of the music that you love and start writing toward that style. Um, one of the things that I kind of learned when learning about your band was that, you know, Lilith kind of came together as a recording project. How did these things kind of like shape you and help you as a band? Um. Let's see.
2: So the original EP that we did I had never gone in and like recorded anything and well actually I had done some recording with other people's bands but like I had never done anything from the ground up so doing that was really cool because I went in with the mindset of like I want to do this one guitar one bass one drums like no overdubs and then like quickly learned that that sounds like garbage so that whole process was like really formative for me figuring out how to actually make an EP that I would want to listen to, um and then, yeah, Kelsey and I met at Bandcamp when we were kids, and uh then we started playing music together a couple years ago because I wanted to do more than just record, like play you know play live more and stuff like that. um we also met Adam, our drummer at bandcamp when we were kids, so we were all we all came from this background of like being really dorky music kids. Yeah. <laughs> And then it just, you know, it was like right time, right place. I wanted to do this record and, you know, they were my really good friends. And yeah, it's been awesome.
0: That's so cool. I like that there's that like formative band camp that brought y'all together.
2: (laughs) For real, it's so dorky when, you know, when you think about it. But it was like the highlight of my summer. Every summer was going to hang out with all my music friends. It's really funny. Well, it's
0: kind of like that now. It seems like whenever you're playing music and like a DIY scene, because you go to shows and you're hanging out with all your friends that are in music too.
2: That's honestly true. I guess the only difference between Bandcamp and DIY is that there are no adults, except yeah I mean, guess we're adults now. <laughs> no, like uh, I don't know. No, no parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. That's hysterical. I love it. Yeah. So, that's-, that's good. <laughs>
0: So I kind of threw some kind of like generic terms at you, of course, whenever trying to describe your music, but how would you personally describe your sound as Lilith?
2: Um, I think we're very much pop rock, just in the sense that we like really simple song structures and like simple, um, I don't know, we, we really like melody. So most of our songs are just driven by a melody that we hear and we like. Um, so in that sense, I like to just describe it as pop because it has really basic pop structures. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, it's rock because we're guitar-based drums. So that, I don't know, I feel like that's like the easiest reduction of it. There's obviously some other stuff going on, but for the most part, it's just like, hey, like we write pop songs that we like and we're a rock band.
0: I love that. And it's such a fun sound. I love everything that you put into it. And it seems like there's so many sounds that you might be deriving from too um was there any music or artists that kind of influenced you as you were cultivating the sound
2: um i think like not directly it's it's really weird to i i it feels like almost pretentious to be like oh like i'm not influenced by like any one band but um when we were recording the or sorry when we were recording the full length that we just wrapped up now i made a playlist of all the songs that we like referenced in the studio Mm -hmm. if it was you know, whether it be like tone hunting or trying to find like a particular feeling or sentiment or if we were just like copying a sound or something. And the playlist was all over the place. It was like The Shins, Smash Mouth, uh, Fat Boy Slim, like really just all over the place. So I don't know that we're directly influenced by any particular bands, but I think just our general taste overall is you know, we like, we like hooks, we like melodies, we like a good refrain. So I don't know, it's hard to say. It's hard to say if there's anyone in particular, it's kind of more just the feeling that we all gravitate towards.
0: I love that. That's really interesting. Because I mean, you're kind of more so directed toward concepts versus a particular person or um, group of people. So I like the sound of that. How does songwriting? Oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: I was just gonna say that feels like a really good way to describe it.
0: That's awesome. Um, How does songwriting work for you? What kind of comes first, the music or the lyrics?
2: Um, I usually sit down and write a guitar part and I never like really intend to. I'm just kind of playing guitar and I'm like, oh, that's a thing. Uh, And then uh, I will flesh it out in kind of a demo form. So I'll just record a guitar skeleton and then write some lyrics or like write a chorus, not even usually a full song. And then we'll, I'll send it out to the band and then we flush it out in person together. So sometimes Kelsey will, you know, drive around and listen to it and come up with part ideas. Or sometimes we don't really even think of ideas until we're all in a room together. Um, Adam will usually just like, he's like really good at writing parts in his brain. <laughs> and so he'll come in with an idea already and then just kind of like sit down and be able to do it, which is really cool. But yeah, usually it just comes from a happenstance moment in my bedroom with my guitar, and then uh, it just gets fleshed out, you know, once we're all in a room together.
0: I love the sound of that. Yeah, it's, it's, I always love learning about the way different musicians approach songwriting and stuff. So I like that it's something that builds up for you as a, as a band in that sense.
2: Yeah, everyone does it really different. I'm always surprised when I, like, if I listen to an interview like this or something, and if I hear a band that you know, you would think they do it this really formal way, but then they really just do everything in the studio or do in a room together. It's always really surprising for me to find out how people do it.
0: Definitely. Um, one of the things I love to talk about, of course, are you know, the songs themselves. And one of the songs that stood out to me was Lean from Apology Plant. Um, I love it because it feels like it's a song about, like, restraint and kind of, like, kind of, trying to balance that while kind of craving a little bit of closeness in that sense too. Um, Can you kind of talk about writing that song?
2: Yeah, I wrote that one a while ago. So let me see if I can like channel that feeling. Um, It was, let's see. I feel like I went through this phase for a while where I felt like it was some demonstration of strength to not be needy. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you were intimate, With someone but like you weren't needy it meant like you were strong or I don't know it felt like that was who I thought I should be it's like oh you know you don't want to need their attention or or be taking up their time or whatever so I saw like this vision of strength of of being super independent Um, but I think like over the past couple years I've really changed that mindset to feeling like it's much more admirable and much more a vision of strength to be able to actually verbalize your needs and you know everyone's human and everyone has these needs so I think like when I wrote Lean I was really in that phase of wanting to perform that I was like strong and independent and now looking back on it I'm like oh man you just weren't being honest and that's so sad (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I still really like that song because I like I just like to look back on different versions of myself, but I think that now when I think about it, it was kind of, it kind of feels like a weakness for sure.
0: Well, it's interesting how your music kind of guided you, it sounds like, on that journey, because you kind of had some self-realization that, you know, there's almost like a balance that you want to have.
1: Yeah,
2: and I think that's what's really cool about making any kind of art in general is you can look back on these archives of yourself where you're like, oh, this version of me, that can't be real anymore. That's so (laughs) And you just have to kind of move on from it, but it's kind of what propels you to keep making things and moving on and learning.
0: That's awesome! But you had some great things come out of that song because I love the music video that you have from uh from the Sounded Out session.
1: Oh yeah,
0: it was so cool. Like I, whenever I was trying to just kind of get more of a feel for you, since I'm not local to Boston, mm-hmm. I loved watching it because I felt like that video has like so much personality and fun throughout it, and you got to go to a fun center.
1: Yeah,
2: that was awesome. That was a really good day. It had just snowed out, like, so much, and so we were all just happy to be warm and
1: inside.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like it, and the boxing ring thing was just hilarious to me. I thought that was so
2: much fun. (laughs) I thought that was going to be so much easier than it was if those gloves are really heavy, and you think, you know, you think you're going to be able to swing and really land a punch, but (laughs) you you have to train for it. I wasn't ready.
0: That's so funny. Well, you y'all looked like you were just having a blast. So
2: yeah, it was really fun.
0: I love it. Um, so you have one of your more release recent releases out on the internet with I'll come over and in real life. Those are really great songs. I feel like they match together so beautifully because like I'll come over feels like you're kind of grappling with accountability. And in real life, you're kind of pushing people to go beyond talking the talk. Was that kind of like an intentional match for you?
2: Wow, that's so good that you picked up on that. Um, No, nothing is ever really like deliberately intentional theme wise when I write songs. It's kind of just like, I need to say this right now. So it's usually like relevant to whatever is going on in my life. But um, yeah, I do think that like a lot of the songs, those two songs will be on the record that we end up releasing someday um but it feels like a lot of those songs talk to each other in a similar way where one is like the venting of the process where it's like okay here i am living in this moment and then the other one is like the reflection on it which is like no like you can't be like that so i feel like it's kind of happenstance that they are a little bit conversational like that but also it seems like most of my i don't know most songwriting ends up that way i guess yeah yeah
0: I love it because it's like it's a beautiful pairing because like I feel like so much of like the melodies and the structure they echo each other and it just feels like a progression and a growth and like you said kind of like a conversation so it's it's just such a great release and I'm excited to hear that on a full length
2: thank you yeah that's so nice to hear like any kind of feedback that's in depth like that that's cool
0: absolutely and that's one of my favorite things to do that's like half the reason why I do this podcast is to be able to talk about that kind of stuff <laughs>
2: you get to do the deep dive analytical processing.
0: Hell yeah, and it lets me fangirl a little bit too, because I'm like, ooh, now I can talk about the deets with everybody.
2: <laughs> That's awesome, because it also feels like therapy for me, so very cool that it's working for both of us.
0: Hell yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, both of those songs are just so really well-written, and you kind of mentioned that you've kind of changed your sound a little bit between like the first EP into the second EP and such. Mm-hmm. Um, What do you feel like these particular songs maybe say about what you're writing now or the full length that you have coming?
2: Um, I think that they're a really good representation. We couldn't like decide what we would want to release as these two singles, because we knew we wanted to do some singles ahead of the full length, because we weren't sure, we're not sure when it's going to come out. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we wanted to pick songs that we felt like were most representative of the work we did in the studio. This was our first time recording in like a real studio uh and kind of like you know it was a little it was just more resources involved we had more people involved um obviously like it's a little bit more expensive when you do a fancy studio recording uh so we wanted to pick songs that were really representative of how much work we did and like how much thought we put into these songs and so i feel like those two i really like the way they turned out they're not the way they went from the demos to the finished version is just such a mind-blowing contrast and i never pictured them coming out that way and i just i think that they're yeah i think that they're a good snap, snapshot like a little snippet in in time of the way the whole record was treated and cared for
0: i love that and it's like a nice teaser for us as listeners to be able to like chew on until the full length arrives
2: i hope so yeah that was the intention
0: so good i love it (laughs) thank you so you've been putting out music now with well it seems like for the past couple of years how do you feel that you've developed or grown as musicians in that time frame
2: oh my gosh so many ways um i think like the most interesting way is probably just politically we've grown a lot uh when we first started doing music it was kind of like We were doing this for fun and, you know, we didn't have any intentions of having any political stance or using our platform for any like political voicing at all. But obviously things have changed around us and um, we've gone through some weird changes uh, in the Boston scene in general Mm -hmm. of just kind of having to figure out that it is important to be a political voice. And, you know, we actually do feel really strongly about these things. And we didn't know we felt strongly about them until you're put in a certain position. But I think that has been a huge change for us Um, growth-wise is just understanding that like, you know, it really is, even if your platform feels small, even if it feels like, you know, you're a drop in a bucket, it is important to be vocal about things like that. And so I think we've gotten more comfortable with being both things, you know, a band and like speaking out about things that are important to us. So that's been really big for us. Um, And then musically, I I don't know. I think just, like, playing with Adam has been a huge change for us. He's so, so talented um, and is a good, like, I don't know, he's, like, a really positive spirit. And so he's good at keeping morale up. Um, And then Kelsey and I were in the studio together every single session for this last record. So I think just, like, in general, we're way more... It feels like we have telepathy now. Like we (laughs) know exactly what we're thinking. Like we have, you know, it takes way less time for us to flesh out ideas just because we've done it so much that it's almost automatic now. So I think in that sense, we've like grown into each other. So I'd say those are the biggest changes.
0: I love that because in that sense it's like you formed this bond as a band and and then I'm sure songwriting feels even more natural in that sense when you know the direction that each other might be vibing with and so on.
2: Yeah, that's kind of like one thing that I like about bands that have been together for a really long time or, you know, have had the same or similar iterations for a really long time is they end up kind of speaking a language and really perfecting their language. And that's just like so cool to watch over the years. I don't know. I'm a big Radiohead fan and I just, I don't know, their whole discography, it's like the same lineup, the same people, and they just keep perfecting it and altering it. And it's just cool.
0: Oh, I love that. And I hope that you have the longevity of your career that radio has Radiohead has had.
2: Oh my god, like a like a forty year career? Me too. I hope so too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd be badass, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I hope that too. <laughs> <laughs> what what are some things that
0: you'd like to do with your music that you haven't tried yet?
2: Um, we would like to do some touring. Um once we get this record out, I think we'll kind of have to make some life decisions about what you know if if we want to take it more seriously we definitely want to do some touring just logistically it has to be figured out yeah so just waiting for that moment when we have all the cards laid out and can make like a good Uh, I don't know, like a sound decision and make the right decision. Uh, So we definitely wanna do that. Um, And I wanna just keep recording and make another record. I'm ready, I feel like I learned so much from this process that I'm ready to go back and do it again and do it better.
0: That sounds awesome. Well, I'm really excited for you to be able to try all these things and touring always sounds exciting to me.
2: Yeah, I think there's like a balance of it being really exciting and being a lot of work but, yeah. you know, we all work, like, nine to fives, and so I think I would just much rather put all my energy into that than, you know, keep having an office job. I don't know. I never know <laughs> what the right answer is.
0: No, it's it's a so, challenge. That's for sure.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, are there any places that you'd like to go to that you haven't been on tour?
2: Um. Yeah, like, everywhere. We've only done the East Coast a little bit. I want to go, yeah, I want to go everywhere else. I want to go to the West Coast. I want to, yeah, I want to go everywhere.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, you're gonna have to get like a full US tour at some point. So you can just see it all.
2: Yeah, definitely before I die. And before the I went to get a key copied for our practice space the other day, and the guy at the hardware store was like asking me what it was for. And I was like, Oh, it's for my practice space for my band. And he was like, Oh, you got to get the music thing figured out now before you're a has been. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I have to do it before this hardware guy thinks I'm a has been.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, that's no pressure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what I thought. It's like, no one asked you about this.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so wild. Um, <laughs> one of the questions I love to throw at my guests is, um, basically, if you could play a show with any, like, bands or musicians, um, they can be currently active, or you can bring them back from the dead. You could pick three. Who would they be?
2: Oh, my God. My, like, lifelong dream is... I don't even want to, I don't even care if it's my band. I want to be in Sufjan Stevens' touring band. Hell yeah. I need, like, and this is, like, if his agent is listening right now. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> it's my dream because I feel like I have, I've, I like that all the musicians that he tours with and records with are very versatile and can, like, do a lot of stuff. And so I just feel like I want to float him my resume and be like, hey, like, if you ever need someone to do X, Y, and Z, I'm your girl. So that's always been a dream of mine. Um, and then, uh, let's see, I would love to play with, damn, this is such high pressure, most of these, (laughs) I feel like it's, most of these bands are bands that I just want to see live again, and would just be stoked for that, um, but, yeah, would be cool to play with Modest Mouse, Mm -hmm. 90s, 1990s Modest Mouse. That's Um, their prime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe, like, Death Cab. Ooh. Um, Um... Ah, and the Spice Girls hell yeah
0: (laughs) I like that it's such a fun idea to like put together those kind of like lineups too and some of them are like legit totally attainable I'm always surprised by who I see like on tour rosters eventually so who knows it'd be sick to see y'all with Death Cab I'll put that into the universe
2: thank you so much yeah I feel that way too like it's so cool to watch other bands blow up and you know then suddenly they're on their dream tour and it's like Wow, that happens
0: that's so cool who knows we could see you on a Sufjan Stevens freaking tour at some point or even like like I said, death cap that's I feel like that's totally attainable with the sound that you have and the work you're putting in
2: thank you let's cross our fingers
0: absolutely that <laughs> needs to happen if you're listening <laughs> to any of these bands freaking make it happen Lilith is awesome
2: oh thanks
0: absolutely um So, we kind of talked a little bit about it earlier, but, you know, what are some goals that you have for Lilith maybe over the next, like, year or so?
2: Uh, Over the next year, I want to get our record out. We just got Masters back, so we're kind of in the next phase of the logistics, which is not the boring part, but the part where the less exciting stuff happens. Mm -hmm. So, want to get our record out for sure. Um, Definitely want to do a tour, whether it be, like, a leg of a tour with someone else, or if we do a headlining tour. I want to get out and do it, you know, at least a couple weeks. Um, And then I don't know that we're ready to start writing again yet. I would like to get a good amount of demos ready to go and fleshed out. And then maybe next year record again.
0: That sounds awesome. Do you have like possible season that you can hint toward maybe the LP being out there?
2: Um, I would probably say, let's see, this is fall, um, I don't know, maybe spring? Okay,
0: cool, I just want to make, like, a giant circle on, like, my calendar for spring and just be like, (laughs) fingers crossed, Lilith might drop something soon.
2: (laughs) Oh, thank you for your enthusiasm. Absolutely,
0: your music is fantastic and I'm so excited to, like, continue to follow you and watch your band just grow and blow up.
2: Oh, thank you, that's awesome absolutely where can everybody keep up with you on the internet um we're on socials as lilith worldwide like the worldwide web Um, that's like facebook twitter and instagram for us that's we're most active oh my god i hate posting on facebook because every time you post on facebook you get 30 notifications about why you should have paid for it and it's just I don't like that platform anymore so we're most active on Twitter and Instagram I feel like that's the way best way to keep up and see it in real time and then you know we post on Facebook when we have to
0: no I love it I'm the same way so everybody's definitely got to make sure that they follow you especially I feel like on Twitter and Instagram those are fun accounts for you that's for sure
2: oh thanks yeah that's where we have the most fun so that's good
0: (laughs) awesome well thanks so much for joining
2: thank you for having me this is
0: really fun sharing her stories of playing music the boston bluegrass scene and her future plans of songwriting that's it for this week but you can keep up with me online follow the podcast on facebook twitter and instagram for regular updates subscribe and follow on apple Podcasts, spotify podbean google play pocketcast overcast stitcher and more want to tell me what you think of the podcast leave a review on any of the apps i would love to hear from you I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work on publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work, and let's chat. If you're in the neighborhood of Gainesville, here at the end of October, you can come check out the very first Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion live show at the fest. Check it out at 4.30 p.m. on October 27th at the Hippodrome. The event is free to all Fest goers, and my guests include some show favorites like Expert Timing, Gutless, and Slingshot Dakota. Come hang out. I'd love to meet you and talk tunes. So until next time, stay angry and listen to some music you love. It's almost time for fest.